the Stephanie Miller Show. This is my fight song. Take back my life song. Prove I'm alright song. And I don't really care if nobody else believes. Cause I've still got a lot of fight left in me. You would never abuse power as retribution against anybody. Except for day one. Except Look, for? He's going crazy. Except for day one. Meaning? I want to close the border and I want to drill. That's drill, not a that's, drill. That's not, oh, no. that's not retribution. I got I'm going to be, I'm going to be, you know, he keeps, <laughs> we love this guy. He says, you're not going to be a dictator, are you? I said, no, 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 other than day one. Ew. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, 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 ha. get a high. Funny. That's what, see, that's what they'll always say, right? Is that, oh, Trump was just joking. He's not joking. No, he is we not learned that the first joking. Time. He's not joking. Right. We this, learned that he never jokes. This, I'm so glad we have the return of uh, Joyce Vance today, our legal lady, because I, I'm telling I think it was Alyssa Farrow was just talking about this. So when he talks about executing Millie and he, uh-huh. they, he wishes, uh, you He's know, that he thinks uh, Pence should have been hung, mm-hmm. that he was doing the chance. He was doing the chance. Backstage, yeah. right? The hang Mike Pence mm-hmm. or in the wherever he was. I, this is not a joke because this is the problem legally. He'll always go, Oh, I was joking. Or, Oh, you can't blame me. And then if one of his lunatics does it, mm-hmm. he'll just go, Oh, the, you know, mental illness. It's never the gun or the whatever. Oh, it's a mental illness. You can't blame people for, you know, what other people do. He absolutely knows what he's doing. He absolutely does. I, and that's anyway, but that's what she's saying is no, he's he's serious. He's like this serious. is not. And I think it's interesting. It's the people that know him best mm-hmm. that are the most alarmed that are saying no, he is not kidding. <laughs> like this is what he will do if he has people now this time that will. I think she was saying the things that stopped him. He she said a he doesn't had hit he had no idea how government works. Right. Right, and then two, he had people that would were, were only going to go so far and not actually break the law and go to prison for right. him. He'll he'll fix all that in the second term. Uh-huh. Is what? Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. I are we all at the proper level of alarm? By the way, I don't always get to listen to Morning Joe, but do you remember the old Saturday Night Live bit uh, news for the hard of hearing? Yes. Is that what he's doing? He shouts the entire. He's very <laughs> shouty. These he days. shouts. <laughs> he's upset. Yes. Yeah, does, I, he, does he shout the whole three hours? Because I, 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 okay. I can't take him. I, I watched Jonathan Lemire before him, right. and then as soon as his show ends, I turned it over to CNN because they're they're a little more reasonable. Over Maybe there. it's because he knows that he and Becky yeah, were a little complicit this, yeah. in how you yeah, know us getting uh-huh. here in the first place. So now a warning. Yeah, now, now a warning. Now. Yes. Now, because he now says a warning. He's very specific. The media, like, yes, I will. You know, yeah. what is it? Cash Patel is that the guy? Yes. That's oh, do we have that? They talked about yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, thirteen. Yeah. 13. Here we go. Here we go. We will go out and find the conspirators, not just in government, but in the media. Yes, we're going to come after the people in the media who lied about American citizens, who helped Joe Biden rig presidential elections. Oh we're going to come after you, whether it's criminally or civilly. We'll figure that out. But yeah, we're putting you all on notice. And Steve, this is why they hate us. This is why we're tyrannical. This is why we're dictators, because we're actually going to use the Constitution to prosecute them for crimes they said we have always been guilty of, but oh never God. have. Oh, my God. What? It's going to be all projection and gaslighting, oh, yeah. isn't it? I'm what? sorry. I'm just watching Bonnie and Clyde eat each other's faces. Well, Beth I mean, Salt's uh, time has arrived early this that's morning. That's usually yes, hour one of every morning. Yeah. Pretty much. Hmm. I can't tell if those are love nibbles or it's can hardly see. No, escalating. They're, no, it's escalating. They're on Beth Salt's. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Um, Norman Lear has died, which yep. we yeah. all uh, just were uh, talking about before the show. Uh, he um, 
as Jody and I can both tell you, he's literally like was the nicest man in the world. He was so um, nice. He seemed like it. Yeah. Really tall. I got a chance to tall? meet him. At, really? Tall. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got a uh, chance to meet him at Rob Reiner's and of course almost, you know, like I do at Rob Reiner's, I almost pooed myself. Well, and you, as yeah, Rob you said last week, oh, I thought that was the dog. Oh, I was talking about the first time I met Albert Brooks at oh, yeah. Rob Reiner's. Yeah. 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 So there's a lot of, uh, you know, gastrointestinal situations at Rob Reiner's. And your first word was flurn. Right. 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 Um, <laughs> anyway, but the fact that he knew who I was and like, he's just, he was so kind and generous as nice Jody man. probably knows too. Like he just like, I think he knew, you know, his obviously he's legendary. And sure. I think he knew like when he said something to you, it really was uh, amazing. Yeah. But yeah, at 101, I mean, all in the family, where do you even start? Yeah. Right. His, his, I mean, just a, a, a lion of a liberal, sure. you know, and it just worked for, causes he believed in his yep. whole life so that's just a bit and i know very 101 old but just sad he, he was um trying to help jerry jewel get a star on the hollywood yeah. walk of fame yeah so he kept putting her name in yeah, yeah. and they were just together a few days ago oh so yeah yeah they were very close oh my god i remember jerry jewel talking about meeting your mom <laughs> she oh. was Car- jody's mom is carol burnett yes. you've just tuned in yes okay i think we <laughs> we've established that <laughs> um yeah, but I'm sure he's uh, facilitated all sorts of good acts we don't we won't, don't even know about. What is Clyde eating? He do was you think? eating air. What are you eating? Was he? No, there was something. No, he there. was eating air. Well, okay, he's a good boy. <laughs> he sees things where others don't. Chris. Exactly. Don't, is that what that don't is? Don't uses don't use Clyde's remarkable powers of perception against him to make some sort of intellectual argument. Mm-hmm. Intellectual. Right. Don't ever use the word intellectual and Clyde in the same sentence. Oh, by the way, speaking of fine Americans from Hollywood, I just love Mark Hamill's tweet this morning. He said, I think it's important to balance political tweets and the fear of potentially losing our democracy with videos of cute animals. Okay. Yeah, I agree. That's what I do. I'm on a text chain with all of my best friends that I have been for since COVID for years now. And that's really what it is. It's mm-hmm. like just alarming tweets about fascism and the, right. oh, look at that baby goat jumping on it. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just, it is essential for your mental health. And he did. He had. It's a very cute little white fluffy puppy oh. video that he he provided. Oh, is it his puppy? Thank you, Mark. I don't think so. No, oh. it's just a random. Oh, puppy. Yeah, random. Okay. Yeah, yeah, a puppy. Okay. All right. Where was I? I have no idea. Now Clyde is just trying to stare a hole into Bonnie's soul. He is. He's just well, staring at her. But because okay. he's wondering, what's okay? All right. He's this actually is wondering the... nothing. This is the uh, let's send healing love and light to Charlie Pierce. Yeah, had yes. cataract surgery yesterday, but he um, mentioned to us this uh, Greg Sargent thread mm-hmm. from the Washington Post, and Greg tweeted, "It's become undeniable that Trump has a clear path to full-blown authoritarian rule in the United in the United States. This has led some to predict that a Trump dictatorship is inevitable. However, I think this level of fatalism is a serious mistake." And so he did a whole, but it is. I'm going to tell you, it's going to be a tough balance for the next year mm-hmm. yeah. that we have to. You know, you can't, you know, live, uh, you know, with your head in the sand and go, oh, no, this could never happen. But you also, I think that's the, you don't want, this is part of how they do voter suppression is yeah. people get, and they, it, I think Ruth Ben-Ghiat was talking about, that's mm-hmm. an element of authoritarianism that they make you feel like they're inevitable and there's nothing you can do and they're unstoppable. And he can go on Fox News and say that and oh, yeah. people will laugh. And, and by the way, some of the people in the audience applauded. Yeah, they like, did. I Absolutely. Mean, you know, so if you wonder how Nazi Germany happened, this, we're looking at it. <laughs> That's not yeah. an exaggeration. No, it's yeah. not. Yeah. 
Um, all right. Where? Oh, yes. Give me twelve while we're in the terrifying uh, authoritarian fascism section of the show. Steve right. Bannon. Uh, Cash. I, I know you're probably going to be head of the CIA. Gosh. But do you believe that you can deliver the goods on this in a pretty short in a pretty short order, the first couple of months, so we can get rolling on prosecutions? Yes, we got the bench for it, Bannon, and you know those guys. I'm not going to go out there and say their names right now so the radical left-wing media can terrorize oh, them. Oh, my God. But, <clears throat> excuse me, the one thing oh. we learned in the Trump administration the first go-round is we got to put in all-America patriots top to bottom. Chris, uh-huh. who said I advise everybody who is still on the electric musk meter to go and read the uh, plumb line, Greg Sargent's read, where he says enough with the doom and gloom. Let's be vigilant, go to work. And I'd add, as Molly Ivins used to say, let's have fun doing it. The so. Great Grape Ape. No, that was Charlie Pierce on oh. this show. Oh. That's on this show. All right. Right. I, Celery Caraway on Twitter tweeted, mm-hmm. quoted Charlie from that good. Yeah, you know what, Chris, you know what, that sums up the sexy liberal tour. That's what we're doing yes. for 2024, going to work. Let's have some fun doing it. Let's not be afraid. That's exactly what they want. They want us to either be afraid or to be um, apathetic mm-hmm. and just have a sense of, of doom and gloom and like, oh, nothing is going to matter. Our vote doesn't count. Your vote does count. Yeah. Or they wouldn't be trying so hard to take it away exactly. and suppress it, right? Exactly. Uh, all right. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. For instance, we need a love tweet, don't okay. we? Okay. Nomi uh, tweets, I don't know how I lived before I found yous, guys. The whole collection of yous. Yous. This, <laughs> so this is how I start my days now, and I'm so much better for it. LOL. I love... Does it negate the compliment when someone says LOL, Chris? It does. It, it, the closer the LOL I is think, to the compliment, the more I it negates I think she it. means it in a good way. I don't know. Lots like, we make her LOL. Lots of love. Okay. Okay. I love how I learn stuff without the pain of knowing that I'm learning. That is the whole point of the Sexy Liberal Show Tour and the Stephanie Miller Show, right? We embed everything lovingly in fart jokes and, you know, D jokes and other fun things that you don't even Tusk. know. Tusk! Yeah. Thank you. Don't tell me that you love me! Tusk! Thank you. Okay. That's Jody and I's official I dream. have a baby! Okay. <laughs> We're becoming Morning Joe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that? Who's the main anchor? Was it Dan Aykroyd? I think so. This is news for the heart of hearing. And then Garrett Morris would yeah. go, This is news for the heart of hearing! That's uh-huh. brilliant. Yeah. I need that now. Too many years of radio headphones. Yeah. My deaf friends found that funny. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it is funny. Okay. Oh, here's back to the idiocracy, just because why not? Uh, David tweets, I'm the only medical professional in my department wearing a respirator. Masks are rare in the hallways where I always hear coughing and I'm only required and are only required on the inpatient unit. SARS COVID is raging while my coworkers act like it's 2019 in a hospital. I thought we were better than this. Um, David, uh, sorry, we are not better than this. (laughs) Fully a COVID idiocy. I can't tell you how many anecdotally friends and right. People from our show that have COVID now, please be careful. Please get the new, if the shot is not a booster. It's a new vaccine, which is required because not enough people got the shots. And it's so there are so many new variants circulating. This is the new vaccine for the mm-hmm. variants that are currently circulating. And if you have underlying conditions, even more important that you get it because you're effed if you get COVID. Yep. If you have, you know, that that's the whole it's point. It's still is, deadly. Thank you. Thank you, Jody Hamilton. All right, so we have a wow. We have a, we got some lovely lady uh, lumps in the middle of our man meet Wednesday. 
We have Malcolm Nance, Carlos L's Rocky, uh-huh. Bob Seska, and then the return of Joyce Vance, Silky Chicken Mama. Yeah. And also Fantastic Legal Mind. Is this off the hook or what? It's the Stephanie Miller Show. Stephanie Miller. Hello. Hi. Good morning, everyone. Hello. Bob Seska coming up in just a few minutes. Oh, we were just talking during the uh, live read about you uh, talking to your cat, like the weird cat dad that you are, on your Simply Safe Home Security uh camera. Yep. I just, uh, now a story about a cat. Oh, okay. This is for you, because you go on vacation to, after the show today. Uh, Sean Comiskey will be in for Chris the next uh, couple of days, That's Thursday right. and Friday. Nobody panic. Chris will be back, or I will hunt you down. Okay. <laughs> I, I know where he lives. Okay. Um, this, I, <laughs> I think this is the new um, thing in rescue. It's being very, very honest. Remember the dog Eddie mm-hmm. in Texas got rescued right away? Because right. the ad said, Eddie's a jerk. <laughs> Hey, if, you're and if you're man enough, come get Eddie. And they did. Uh, a funny and honest Facebook post about a Maryland cat who was up for adoption went viral uh, as people commiserated about a cat described as a uh, more lively houseplant. Oh. Uh, Quinn is age three. He was brought to the Humane Society in uh, Hagerstown, Maryland in August as a stray. She's currently the longest term cat resident of Aww. the shelter. Aww. Her time in the shelter may soon be coming to an end, though, thanks to a viral Facebook post. I think she may have already been. Okay. Yeah. Um, they highlighted all of uh, Quinn's quirks, namely that she's not exactly the most social and lovable cat. <laughs> Are any of them? Uh, Jazz okay. was like that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the ad reads, do you want a cat who doesn't want you? Do you crave the feeling of being judged in your own home? Do you need someone who will slap you back into reality without notice? If you had answered yes to any of these questions, we have the cat for you. Meet Quinn. Quinn lives in an office at the shelter in, in uh, Maryland, and she apparently uh, rules with an iron paw. Oh. Surely there's someone out here who would appreciate her icy stare and her sudden smacks. <laughs> This uh-huh. particular feline has an uncanny ability to make people feel unwelcome in her presence, which is perfect for those who are tired of visitors. Quinn is essentially a more lively houseplant because all she really needs a human for is food, water, and changing her litter. If you adopt Quinn, you will not be her owner because Quinn cannot be owned. She will own you, your house, your belongings, and everything you hold dear. Aww. I think I would adopt Quinn if I were closer. My uh, long time ago ex had a, a, a evil. She's that cat was evil. I'm sorry. No offense. She was like I. We had the biggest love hate thing. Like the cat loved me. I would bring like sushi grade. Like I would bring her sushi, and she would still. But she would make it seem like she was. She does that cat thing, which I didn't know about the belly. Oh God, oh, no! Yeah, I of no. course want my That's belly rubbed. It's a trap. I'm not gonna. It's a trap. They're showing you they trust but you. How but how do they get all four paws into your hand at once? Right? You're just it's like, a reflex. who's yeah. got a belly? Ah! It's a trap. Yeah. yeah do yeah. No, they're telling you that they trust you, but right. don't they are betray their trust by up. doing that. Right. Yeah. Yes. You, their heads. Here's the cool thing about cats. They're <laughs> sort of like, uh, uh, scratch anyway. They're uh, kind of like Zorro in that like it, I wasn't used to cats, so it, happen, it would happen so fast. Uh-huh. And I'd be like, ow, that seems like, oh, that can't be that bad. And then suddenly the blood, blood. appears. Oh, yeah. 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 So then many. the blood just appears slowly in like a rake-like 
Oh, yeah. all uh-huh. over my shoulders, my okay. stomach. All right. So, you, so many. You basically are in a, an S&M relationship, you cat owners. Is that, I, Boots isn't You basically like, like that. it. Boots is, Boots you're, is, you're all bottoms no, to your cat. Boots is the sweetest cat ever. She, she doesn't she, attack. Does she have she a little pink nose? She has a little pink nose. I don't think she knows that yet, though. Oh, let's her? let's call her. Up. Let's get her on the Simply Safe camera and tell her. <laughs> okay. Who's got a little? Who's got no, a they only note. scratch when they're like because they like to play like they're a shrug around my shoulders, yeah, well. and then when they try to get up, they're not doing it to attack. They no. just they use their yeah. claws. Right. He uses his. Uh, Vinny uses his more than Daisy uses hers. She's she's more yeah. gentle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that cat used to love me. Like I would be taking a nap, and I would turn, and she would be right there, just like mm-hmm. stealing your breath. Yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, are you yeah. bringing me sushi? Boots, Boots does that. Yeah, and then she would seem really, uh, you, you know, appreciative of the sushi right right up until the moment that she then uh, scratched me. And Daisy sleeps right next to my head sometimes, and this morning I moved a yeah. little bit, and she just put her front paw just on my shoulder going, it's okay. Oh. It's okay. And then d- did that hand come back sans blood, or was it no, she was, dripping? No, like, she was fine. She's okay. Boots, fine. yeah, Boots does right. not draw blood. All right. I Jazz thought, drew blood. All right. I thought I would get all the cat talk out of the way before Chris goes on vacation for a couple of days as the official weird uh, cat dad of the Stephanie Miller show. Okay. <laughs> She's adorable. She is adorable. She's a big news. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Jeff Tiedrich, one of my Twitter heroes, uh, tweets, uh, you're telling me the January 6th insur- uh, insurrection was Antifa and FBI, but it was also BLM, and it was peaceful, just mm-hmm. like tourists blowing off steam. But we can't have an investigation because that would make Republicans look bad. And we're blurring their faces so you can't identify them because reasons, mm-hmm. which makes no sense because if they're Antifa and FBI, wouldn't you want to identify them? Uh-huh. Listen up, stupids. You people are nuts, and this is why no, t- no one takes any of your bolt seriously. Thank you. We'll ask Joyce Vance and Mike Johnson's an accessory for blurring the faces. I think he is. 29 minutes after the hour, Bob Seska next. Trust the American people to draw their own conclusions. We should not, they should not be dictated by some narrative and accept that as fact. So they can review the tapes themselves. Uh, we're going through a methodical process of releasing them as quickly as we can. As you know, we have to blur some of the faces of persons who uh, participated in, in, uh, in the really? events of that day because we don't want them to be retaliated again. <laughs> you would hate for the Department of Justice to, to bring them job? to justice? Is that yeah. what yeah. you're... Yeah. Justice. Yeah. As we just read that tweet, what? Oh, really? If they're all FBI and Antifa and BLM, why wouldn't you wanna? Right. I mean, they, they, none of anything they say about January sixth makes nope. any sense. We will ask Joyce Vance if Mike Johnson needs to lawyer up. <laughs> I mean, I know we were saying during the break, Jody, that uh, I get it that the DOJ already has this footage, mm-hmm. but Un- unblurred. Yeah, exactly. But but I mean, what other reason is there? Then they know these are these MAGA morons. Mm-hmm. You know. Yep. Well, a lot of people were identified through Twitter videos yeah. that the right. FBI posted. So yep. he doesn't want to make it that much easier because your friend yeah. or family member. Yeah, you'd member hate the Department of Justice to get, you know, do to, their be, job. to help. Yeah, to help them get people. Justice? Justice. Right, yeah. Oh, this is crazy. Pish tosh. Yeah, just. Okay. All right. Oh, I'm wearing a garish bicycle shirt. So, you know, it's Wednesday. It looks and like you you're know what playing that... Breakout. It does. <laughs> or Tetris. Speaking of dreamy, hunky men, why? Bob Seska joins us now. We interrupt this program to bring you a special broadcast. You're cute and I love you, Bob Seska. Where are you coming from? Bob is calling us from Washington. You Seska thing. Go ahead. Oh, hi. Hi, Bob. here's a deep cut video game reference for you. Your shirt looks like Yars Revenge. It does. Oh, uh, yes. thank you. Atari right. 2600. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, you wouldn't say that if I was busy pulling your yam sack out of the brambles down on the bike path ah! in Maryland, would you? You'd say, <laughs> what a lovely shirt, Miss Miller. That's true. How dare I? <laughs> and thank you for that, by the way. I always got to make sure. It's like I, it's, I, it's I a serve hefty a life yam deck sack. to you now. Pardon? <laughs> yeah, I'm like your Chewbacca now. I'm just with you because you dragged me out of the brambles. That's uh, right. It's, That's right. Yeah. Um, just trying way, to repay. Can I just say, as a, a fellow cyclist, uh, this mm -hmm. representative Norma Torres tweeted, it's unacceptable that California is among the deadliest states for cyclists. I've got a bill with Representative uh, Bonamici to address rising accidents and fatalities that make our streets safer for all vulnerable road users. Um, Chris nice. rides his bike here every day. Mm -hmm. y you and I ride our bikes all the time. Someone posted mm -hmm. a picture of uh, Eric Bollard, whose birthday it's I believe today. it was. It's today. Yeah. It's today. Yeah, yeah. Who, of course, our beloved who died in a cycling accident. So, you know, this is really near and dear to the Stephanie Miller show. And it, mm -hmm. it's also a way where, you know, other countries are so far ahead of us in making it safe for cyclists and having bike lanes and all that stuff, right? Oh, of course. Yeah. And then there's this prevailing wisdom here in the United States where uh, it's the bike rider that needs to get the hell out of the way. And yeah. I think in a competition between a bike rider and a 2,000-pound moving bullet, yeah, like an automobile, I, I think the, the car always wins. So yeah. the car yeah. the car has to, the driver has to be a little bit more aware of bike yeah. riders. And yeah. I say this as someone who's been hit by a car. Yes. And then as I'm laying there, as I'm sprawled on the pavement after being hit by this car, the driver of the car comes running over and hovers over me and goes, I didn't even see you. I was like, uh, how yeah. could you? Yeah. How could you not? You're see, very large. I'm a six foot four man wearing garish <laughs> cycling gear. How do you miss me? <laughs> yeah. That's, you're just well, not paying attention. And Bob, and the other thing to. is, I was reading a tweet last week, remember, that it just doesn't seem like absolutely everything is politicized now, but it was, you know, yeah. the, the cyclists are seen as it's a leftist, we're leftist, woke, whatever. I'm like, really? Since when did fresh air and exercise become something that's only the purview of liberals, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, that's it. We, because we're doing something that's, I don't know what, fun and is good for you. That's somehow a liberal value now. Yeah. I don't know. I don't yeah. understand that. I guess if you're trying to convince your entire uh, following or your entire cult, as the case may be. Yeah. Uh, the, you know, it's just fitness is completely irrelevant and you just would rather them uh, follow you down the rabbit hole yeah. of fascism. Well, they're. You know, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, their orange cult leader believes. What is his stupid thing? You have a finite number you only, of breaths. You have a finite beats. number of heartbeats yeah. or breaths, and if yeah. you oh, use yeah, exactly. too many of them through exercise. Yeah. Oh, dear Jesus. Yeah, yeah. And can I emphasize one more time that Joe Biden didn't just randomly fall off his bike? Right. It just didn't, didn't happen that way. What happened was his foot was stuck in the pedal Thank because you. there are... Yeah, there are toe clips in the pedals that keep your foot on the pedal. You know that scene in Breaking Away where he ties yes. his feet to yep. the pedals? Yeah. It's the same principle, right? And yeah. so when you go, I have fallen over on my bike so many times. I was going to say, there's two kinds of people. stuck on the pedal. People that have yeah. fallen on their bike and people that don't ride <laughs> bikes. Everybody's right, fallen. Right. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and by the way, Biden looks great on his bike. No he kidding. Looks, God. Yes, of course. Of course. I'm even... sure at this point, he, he can ride farther and faster than I can. Yeah. <laughs> Which is... Um, so Bad. Bob, I loved I loved your uh, tweet. Someone tweeted, "Bob, you're wasting your time using fact, logic, stats, and truth on Trump humpers or our incredibly fickle Dems and independents." And you just said, "I get what you're saying, but I refuse to allow a fascist idiocracy to roll on without doing my part to stop it." Thank yeah, you. Yeah. That's all all yeah. of us can do, right? 
Right, right. And I think there are still lots of people who are on the fence right now, insufferably so. I mean, I know it drives us crazy to understand that, oh, yeah, there's some people who just don't know whether they want democracy or fascism because gas prices are three dollars and Joe Biden's 81 years old. Yeah. All the usual ridiculous reasons. And I think those people are still convincible. I think what you have to do is get the message out in terms of, well, here's a great example. We sit here and we follow these news stories every day our faces pressed up against our phones and our computer screens absorbing every last detail of what Trump has been saying or what's been going on in Congress. And so we're understanding of the stakes here. And I think there are a great number of people, the folks as they're often called in politics, who don't follow politics 24 seven, who aren't watching cable news and listening to the Stephanie Miller show, even though they should. And so (laughs) what they do is they just, they just randomly absorb things as they go by the television and they hear someone say something at work over at the water cooler. And then they think that's the truth and they don't understand what's actually going on. And I think it's our responsibility to get the message out in terms of what really is happening with things like Project 2025, what Donald Trump intends to do uh, if he becomes president again, the disaster that's going to be for democracy and for humanity, quite honestly, if you loop in the climate crisis. And so uh, this is something, I mean, you gotta keep going. You gotta keep moving forward. You gotta keep getting the word out because yeah. these people need to hear it. There are lots of people who need to get the uh, the word and, the, and all the details of all the things that could yeah. potentially happen. And don't happen wait here. till the last minute, start now. You know, we have almost a yeah. year. Um, you, for instance, you said if Trump gets his way, your insurance could be legally rescinded as soon as you get sick or injured. The ACA banned this process mm-hmm. called rescission, which also uh, passed myriad consumer protections for all insurance customers, not just marketplace policyholders again there is nothing that's hyperbole now he's telling you what he's going to do in advance this is not us fear-mongering well here's this is a great example of what i'm talking about with regard to the affordable care act because i think there are a great number of people even some people in the legacy news media who don't understand what this legislation does for the health care system and for customers of health insurance all of us basically And one of the main things is I think people believe that the ACA is only for people who buy policies on the marketplace or people who have pre-existing conditions. There are myriad consumer protections in the Affordable Care Act that make insurance less expensive than it was before and cover more. Uh, There's free preventative care. There's, uh, you know, kids can stay on their parents' uh, policy until they're 26 years old. I remember... Jackie yeah. Schechner screaming over and over again, Obamacare is not a thing. It's not a thing. <laughs> the Affordable yeah, Care Act yeah. is just a law yeah. with consumer oh, protections yeah. in it that protects all of us. It's not, you know, it's like that famous thing in Kentucky. The guy goes, I don't have, well, I don't have that, none of that Obamacare. That sucks. That's, I have this Kentucky net or whatever, which, whatever. Connect. Obamacare. Oh, yeah. Was, yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah. And, Kentucky, and by the way, it was the marketplace in Kentucky is one of the most popular mm-hmm. marketplaces yeah. in the entire country. And I'm sure there are lots of red hat Republicans availing themselves of the affordable health insurance that they found on the marketplaces. So, I mean, this is one of many, many things that will go away if Donald Trump is able to successfully repeal the Affordable Care Act. And uh, yeah, just everything becomes more expensive. I mean, if people are voting based on inflation, Imagine what your health care costs are going to be. The bankruptcies are going to go back up again. There's going to be 3,000 deaths per month again for lack of health insurance. So all these things are going to happen. 
Yeah, but you know what? Bread is 20 cents cheaper, maybe, if Donald Trump doesn't trigger another recession. you know. Yeah, I mean, you took that on. You yeah. said, I'm voting for Trump because inflation. You said Trump presided over both a manufacturing recession and a deep economy-wide recession, presided over 2.9 million net jobs lost, left office with a $3 trillion budget deficit, and will make health care more expensive uh, and cover less. I mean, yeah. you got to just keep repeating this stuff because it, it is... I don't even know what to say about the facts and figures that are so clear. And then I think what they try to say is, oh, but, but, well, COVID. It's like, well, yes, part of the disaster was his disastrous <laughs> response to COVID, but part of yeah. it was before COVID. Yeah. It, right, you know, right. what he did to the economy. And I, I, I mean, if we had been attacked by a foreign nation and on our soil during Trump, what are they just to excuse that? I, you know, I guess that's the mentality that we've been dealing with for 20 plus years now because after 9-11 george w bush and that regime kept talking about oh we well we kept you safe except for that one time except but we get time. a pass yeah. on that one time somehow like donald trump gets a pass on this brutally incompetent response to COVID. i mean there was a roadmap for how to handle this there was a way that donald trump could have either stopped or mitigated the incoming COVID at that time and he, he refused to do it he just didn't want to do it because yeah. he saw election day around the corner he saw that this might uh make the economy go a little bit wobbly or yeah. whatever he was thinking that he just wanted to ignore the thing yeah and then he just, he just did kept the saying we're doing a very he... good job we're doing a very good job much like baron oh, yeah, baron's yeah. doing a very good job being baron <laughs> have you noticed what a good job That's baron's right. doing being baron yeah. and tall and things Exactly. So here's what I mean, here's what he did. He did the least he could possibly get away with doing without doing nothing. So yeah. essentially it was a couple of weeks of let's bend the curve or whatever they were saying. And then it was a whole bunch like a, an insufferably long number of uh, uh, press conferences. And oh and then it was just, OK, everyone, we're done. Everyone go back to what you were doing with like a month after. Yeah. And, and so as a consequence of that, we've got yeah. 400,000 Americans dead during Trump's final year. How does he get a pass for that? 400,000 American deaths yeah. in his final year in office. Yeah. And we're supposed to just waive that. Like and, that's, oh, well, not nah, forget about that last year in office. That doesn't whole, count. Uh, you know, dictatorship Baloney. thing. Not important now. But you yeah. retweeted uh, Ron Filipowski, who said, Cash Patel says is Trump's next CIA director. <laughs> we just played that. He will lead an all out effort from patriots appointed by Trump to jail people in government and media. Uh, we just played that. We will find the conspirators yeah. in government and media. Yes, we're going to come after people in the media. And you just said, obviously, Trump will black bag the enemies of the people first. I also realized that uh, on a D-list level, I'm a person in the media. Yeah, it it'll take him a while to get to us, Bob. So we'll... Right. <laughs> Our obscurity we'll to, is a, is a, is a we'll shield. We'll be able to see it coming. Yeah. Yeah. Our You're first, Miller, yeah. before Bob and me. Are right. Chris. We'll be You're like first. that Chris Rock reunion routine about mass stabbings. We're like, oh, I stabbed all the big people in the media. Oh, <laughs> you see it coming yeah. at us, uh -huh. right? Yeah. Well, this came up, this came up on my podcast, and we were talking about it. I, I think it was Jody. I think you and David were on the show at the time. And the Bob Seska we show, which about, is well, essential if, to American democracy. Yes. Go ahead. Exactly. Like if Chris mm -hmm. disappears, then right. I know that we're next. Yes. Like, right. So if yes. if Why the line of first? succession gets the way bad. before me or Bob or yeah. David, I think it's clear that you're on the front. Line. I don't know why we landed on Chris. I mean, we, <laughs> we know Stephanie's this, well, if way Stephanie, first. We know you're. If Stephanie doesn't Chris. show up one day, right? Yeah. I have simply safe. What? <laughs> I'm the right wing tool of the show. That's true. They'll spare you. Yeah. Why would I get taken? <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, you also said Liz Cheney's warnings aren't for those of us who are already voting for Biden and democracy. Her warnings are for the voters who are leaning toward voting against Biden because of $3 gas or the president's age or some other misguided excuse. Um, th- those are the people we can reach, right, Bob? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a, a significant benefit to the idea of hearing this from a conservative Republican. I mean, we on the left have been saying about the Republican Party for decades now in many cases, well, they're moving toward fascism. Yeah. This is, uh, well, that looks a little bit Hitler-esque. Yeah. Or that, oh, that's, they're acting like Nazis We're there. in that commercial and, where we're, we're like, I said the same thing Liz Cheney just said, that everyone's applauding. Now, yes, but she did this with her hands when she said it. You're like, right. wait a minute, <laughs> why? <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. We, we've all been saying it, but I think it, it carries more heft yeah. if yeah. someone like yeah. Liz Cheney is well, saying, or bad. Adam Kinziger, or some of the Never Trump guys yeah. saying it. It's, it's, yeah, I said that, Bob. The people who are screaming the loudest are the people that know him and worked yeah. with him oh, exactly. in the first administration. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the people who were in the room, kind of, whether it's intentional or not, trying to get, not trying to, but doing the things that led up to this, they understand what's happening behind the scenes. They have an insight into that. But more importantly, I think when we're talking about the aforementioned folks, when they hear someone like Liz Chen, when they hear a conservative Republican say that this is going to be the end of the republic, this is going to be the end of American democracy, yeah. they're going to take it a lot more seriously than me or you or Tom Hartman or whoever saying, oh, well, here comes fascism. And so we have to bear that in mind. We don't have to fall in love with Liz Cheney. We don't have to endorse her politics to understand what she's saying and to have that stick uh, with a lot of voters. And we need those voters. How dare you, sir? The people don't take me seriously. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I mean, elections these days are... Elections are decided by one or two percentage points in many cases. This could come down to the precinct level this next election. There could be a handful of votes here or there that decide the whole thing. And do we really want to start turning away votes because we don't like what Liz Cheney thinks about abortion or whatever? Yeah, I know. We, we It's despicable yeah. what she says about abortion in particular. Oh, God. But yeah, the this after, on fascism, she's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> Democrats are killing babies after they're no, born. I mean, no. it's just, she's despicable in oh, yeah. so many nonsense. ways. <laughs> Absolute nonsense. And yeah. we can hold these two thoughts in our heads. She can yeah. be right about democracy and wrong about abortion. That's yeah. possible. It's entirely within the realm of, 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 of yeah. reality for her to think that. So, Bob, as hot as you and Kimberly are, this I'm reminded once again, if the, what are we calling them? Moms for Labia now? Yep. Yes. The Moms for Liberty? Moms for uh-huh. Yeah. They, they like the Because I've always joked about having a three-way with Bob and Kimberly, but we're, 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 we'd, we'd bring our sound effect boxes and we would, we'd start laughing and it wouldn't... That's like, right. That, I still have to bring my... I still have to install a sound effects box in the uh, refrigerator. So yes. I can trigger those sounds. She'll love that. Okay. I, I should bring that up. Kimberly, <laughs> okay. do you mind if I play funny sound effects? Like the audience applause, I'll lean on that one whenever I do something well. Hey, Bob, know? good one. Good move. Yeah. Okay. Uh, th- did I mention the Bob Seska Show is essential to essential. maintaining American democracy? And you can find that at sexyliberal.com. And God bless you. Nice day. And on your thank favorite you, podcast thank you, app. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. Love you, Bob. Yes, indeed. Love you, too. <laughs> Bye-bye. There he Bye-bye. goes. I swear I've seen a lot of stuff in my life. But that was awesome. It's the Stephanie Miller Show.
All right. To Bob Seska's point about mainstream media, as usual, I love the Daily Show's tweet. Uh, The Atlantic, Trump plans fascism for second term. New York Times, Trump's Project 2025 includes concentration camps. CNN, Trump vows to jail enemies without trial. MSNBC, Trump modeling second term after Hitler. Spectrum One News, Trump says he will destroy Constitution. Fox News, in 2011, Hunter Biden sent Joe Biden $40 on PayPal without selecting friends and family. (laughs) Oh, dear. Our Fox viewer friends. All right, the return of Joyce Vance next. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. Think about that moment on noon of Inauguration Day 2025. And suppose Donald Trump is the person taking the oath. At that point, Donald Trump will be at the center of four criminal indictments, two federal and two state. He may already be on trial. He may already have been convicted. There's nothing that stops a convicted person from being elected president. At the same time, in the state of New York, he's going to have a criminal, a civil trial to dissolve all his companies for, for their crimes. Um, so what does he do when he finishes his inaugural address and goes back to the White House at uh, 12.05 or 12.10, skips the parade, he's bored? Yeah. His very first priority is going to be to bust up the legal system of the United States. Yep. Oh, thank you, David Frum. Just uh, terrifying. Absolutely yep. terrifying. What, so who better to cling to? Our friend who's our returning champion now, Joyce Vance. And it's all because the mama's got Vance and we're ready to rock and roll. Hi, Joyce Vance. I'm so glad to be with you. Oh, mama Joyce Vance, now we're ready to rock and roll. Professor of law at the University of Alabama. Bring it legalese and we know we can believe. There she goes. Rock and roll. Good morning, Joyce Vance. Good morning. How are you? I have never had a guest say, don't ask me anything too hard. I've been chasing recalcitrant chickens around the yard all morning. (laughs) Yes, that was a first for me, too. But the sad truth is I'm out of breath and the chickens are much smarter than I am. The chickens have won this round then. All right. We always like to salute you with our chicken course. (laughs) We also refer to you as Silky Chicken Queen. That's right. On this show. I am the leader of of the clutch, of the pack. (laughs) (laughs) And congratulations to Alabama's football team on sporting the sport so well. Uh, You are going up against Barb McQuaid's uh, Michigan team, I believe, on New Year's. The Wolverines. Yeah, you're Mm -hmm. changing the name of the uh, podcast to Enemies in Law? Yes, I am looking forward to watching Alabama crush Michigan. Sorry, Barb. Um, Roll Tide? Yeah, Wolverines. (laughs) Okay. And then I say the opposite when Barb's on. Anyway, Joyce, <laughs> where do we start today? You you know, we just played David from uh, among others. You know, you quoted Jen Psaki, who said, uh, if elected to a second term, Trump would prosecute anyone he deems an enemy, unleash troops on protesters, essentially unravel the rule of law as we know it. And this time he plans to align his administration with people who will actually help him do it. I can't imagine how terrifying this whole prospect is to you of, of what could happen. You know, I hope that it's terrifying to all of us, but my fear is that Trump's bad behavior is so normalized that people no longer pay it attention. We must listen to his words because he tells us what he intends to do. Using the military, using the Justice Department, using the intelligence community, not to pursue American interests, but to pursue individual Americans who are Trump's enemies. 
And, you know, we need to prepare for this. And by prepare, I mean get ready to vote and make sure he never returns to the Oval Office. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's like, as Liz Cheney's been talking about, Joyce, just it's his collaborators, like Mike Johnson. Obviously, the, the you know, question, we just played him talking about blurring out the faces of the January 6th insurrectionists. Um, uh, Dean Albadala said, Speaker Johnson explained to hold up and releasing J6 tapes, we have to blur some of the faces to protect them from the DOJ. How is this not tampering with evidence? GOP are literally altering evidence to protect them, protect, uh, to protect them from being held accountable. I mean, I know I've heard the DOJ already has these tapes, but does Mike Johnson need to lawyer up? Or, I mean, what did you make of that? Yeah, so, you know, he probably um, has, or at least would argue that he has um, congressional speech or debate clause immunity for doing stuff like this. I think DOJ has, quite frankly, bigger fish to fry right now. But this is something important that we should focus on because it's, it tells us a lot about this speaker's mindset. This is not the Republican Party of law and order, if in fact they ever were. This is the Republican Party of conspiracy and insurrection. And the speaker has made that clear. Joyce, you protect your co-conspirators, right? This yeah. is protecting co-conspirators. Yeah. And Joyce, I've been asking this question because I did not have a, a silky chicken queen uh, <laughs> at my ready all week. but. Um, I know one of the, uh, Norm Eisen said, it's one of the largest unresolved questions in American law, whether you can have a criminal process against a sitting president. We don't know how that would come out. Uh, Ty Cobb, former White House lawyer, said both sides are guessing. There's no precedent for it. It would have to be resolved by the Supreme Court. There's no clear legal support for either argument. Well, that's if, God forbid, he gets back in. Yeah. Here's my question. If, you know, like Chris Christie and others predict, he is convicted of a felony in the, in the spring in the you know the J six trial, D- do you not go to prison? I'm confused. Even if you appeal, if you're convicted of a felony, what happens? So there's a presumption at federal law that once you've been convicted, you should go to prison. Even if you have an appeal, the law says that you should go into custody. There's an exception, and I think Trump Trump will drive a Mack truck through it and take advantage of it. It says that if there is significant issues to be decided in the appeal, then a defendant can get an appellate bond. And Trump will argue, you know, all sorts of immunity and issues of first impression. Unfortunately, those do exist here. And I could easily see him getting an appellate bond from Judge Chutkin if there is a conviction. Boy, we're getting pretty far down the road with that. Uh, you tweeted Trump loses big in court at the end of the week. Now the speed in which appellate courts proceed will determine whether he's tried by a jury before the election. Um, explain that. Yeah, so Trump will appeal this immunity ruling by Judge Chutkin. Um, case can't go to trial until that appeal is decided. It took um, the D.C. Court of Appeals about a year, by the way, to decide this immunity case, this immunity issue in the civil case brought by Capitol police officers and members of Congress. If it takes them a year to decide in, in this criminal case, then there won't be a trial before the election. My hope, and if I was a betting person, I might even go so far as to say I would bet on this, is that the appellate court will move speedily on this issue given the gravity of the issues and the fact that there is a good record and already sufficient briefing on this issue, no reason that they can't expedite this in rule. 
And then the wild card is, will the Supreme Court act quickly? Will they decide to hear the case and take a full year, which would again put things off track? Or will they just decline to hear it and let the appellate court's ruling stand? We'll, we'll have to wait and see how that plays out. We're also helped by uh, what doofuses Trump's lawyers are, aren't we? Didn't they miss a bunch of deadlines yeah. for things? Wasn't, isn't that lawyering 101? Um, you know, th so there's always this sort of stuff that goes on. Judges are very lenient um, with defense lawyers. Here they've asked the judge pretty consistently for a couple of extra days here and there. Um, those delays add up over time, but the government has agreed to most of them. The judge has granted them. So we see this sort of stuff happen. So, Joyce, you wrote, uh, you talked about the deadline for uh, Jack Smith to provide notice to Trump and his attorneys of any crimes, wrongs, or bad acts uh, the DOJ believes he may have committed that will be part of his prosecution for uh, in J6 for over, trying to overturn the election. Is Was that this past Monday? Yeah, so that has actually just been filed. Okay. I was reading it right before we came on. It's a very interesting document. Steph, you'll like this one, because what mm -hmm. Jack Smith says is, I intend to lay out all of my evidence in advance, Judge, in a series of pleadings, in my witness list, and in my evidence list, and in my trial brief. I'm going to tell you exactly what I intend to do. That's great news for all of us in the public, because it means we will see, it, if not all of it, most of it, that will be publicly available. So we will get Jack Smith's roadmap to what he thinks this trial will look like. Right. Joyce, the, one headline today in media, it is Trump legal team leaning into January 6th and Ray Epps conspiracy theories in federal election fraud case. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know about you. I am really looking forward to these wacky conspiracy theories, you know, hitting the court, a court of law. Right. I mean, th this is uh, who was it? One uh, former prosecutor said there's nothing that suggests any of those debunked theories had anything to do with the causation of January 6th. Um, what he and his lawyers have put forth is sort of more of a public relations strategy than a legal one. What, what is your take on that? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's for sure the case. Trump is now playing to the jury of public opinion, hoping that he can get enough voters on his side to, to go his way at the polls and to make any convictions go away. But here's the reality stuff. I mean, I spent um, a, a lot of hours in courtrooms, in front of juries, and, and the thing about juries is they're really good at listening to the judge's direction that they should decide the case on the evidence in front of them and that they're entitled to make credibility assessments about arguments and witnesses. You know, juries are, are really smart and groups of American citizens, when they sit down together and discuss this stuff, they really get it. And I think that the conspiracy theories, if Trump offers any of them at trial, will come off as just that conspiracy theories i think juries will reject them and and they will do more than just reject the crazy right it here damage the credibility of the defense across the board here's here's my one regret and you and i have discussed this before i think it's a, just a terrible shame that there will not apparently be cameras in federal court so that americans can watch this trial you know, I still hope that some way can be found to do that. It seems to me that it would be pretty easy to permit audio. Right. Um, but we'll have to see what yeah. the courts do. So here's my fear, too. So potential jurors in Trump's federal election inference trial may already know they're in the jury pool by now. The uh, U.S. District Court for yes. D.C. has sent prospective jurors a pre-screening form uh, for jury selection that would for the March 4th trial. 
um, pretty easy for them to suss out maybe that, that, that this is the Trump trial. You know, what terrifies me is I think it was Claire McCaskill Joyce that said, all it takes is one juror, <laughs> you know, yeah. to lie. Yeah. You know, one Trumper that's, you know, that lies about being a Trumper or, or whatever it is, right? Does that concern you as well? Um, so as a prosecutor, you're concerned about that in every case. That's your job in jury selection. I think DOJ will, you know, like we always do, research your jurors. Um, I guess somebody could deviously delete all of their social media, right? But I think by and large... In the voir dire process, jurors are placed under oath, and if they lie, they're committing a federal felony. So, yeah. you know, there there are ways to make sure that your jury is truthful and honest in selection. Before we go, I you wrote such an important piece. You tweeted about it. You said, I wrote this piece with a group of women to express outrage that the world, and especially women's advocacy groups that routinely support women, have abandoned Israeli women who were raped, tortured, and kidnapped on 10-7. Condemning this horror is not tantamount to approving the governing uh, Netanyahu coalition, nor does it signal support for the bombings in Gaza. It is simply to assert the longstanding feminist argument that our bodies are not to be weaponized in global, global conflicts. Um, thank you for saying it. Thank you for writing it. Our friend Matt Miller, um, who's now State Department spokesman, hinted that Hamas may be refusing to release all of the hostages during this pause because they the pause because they don't want the world to know what 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 you know happened to these and is probably still happening sadly to these captives. Yeah, there is um, additional reporting this morning from Julia Yaffe. Um, saying that the reason that the hostage release situation broke down and that the active phase of the war resumed was because Hamas was not willing to turn over the remaining women and that that's largely due to the fact that they may be rape victims or witnesses to rapes and and other torture and that they didn't want to um, return them for whatever reason tied up in that. Look, this is a tough situation. People are raw and emotional. And there's lots of horrible going around on both sides of the equation. Um, as Americans, something that I hope that we can do is is work towards acknowledging common humanity. Yeah. The attack against these three young Palestinian men in Vermont, absolutely reprehensible, yeah. horrible, yeah. unacceptable. And I think something that we can all agree is that the rape of women doesn't matter what their government's policies are. The rapes and torture of women should be condemned uh, by all of the women's groups that speak out on behalf of other women. So I, I hope that we can all evolve towards this shared view of the value of people and our individual humanity. Yeah, that is horrific to sort of, you know, imply they had it coming because you don't like Israel's policies. I mean, it it is despicable, and the U.N. Yeah. was really late, as you implied, and so thank you for speaking out with, yeah. you know, other great, powerful women. Um, appreciate you, and we miss you so much. And uh, let me end by saying Wolverines suck, and clearly uh, <laughs> will be defeated by Alabama. Happy New Year. Roll Tide, baby. Roll Tide. <laughs> yes, and Roll Tide. Yes. <laughs> All right. L- love you, Joyce. Thanks, Thanks so Joyce. much for taking time for us. Thanks, y'all. Happy holidays. Aw, thank, thank you. Aw, oh, she gave us an Alabama y'all. There y'all. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I know. We can't see her beautiful face because it's, you know, TV contract. MSNBC thing. But you know yeah. how beautiful she is. She, yes, yeah. absolutely. Inside and out. I just want to tell you both, good luck. We're all counting on you. It's the Stephanie Miller Show.
Stephanie Miller. Time. Can't touch this. Yo, sound the bell. School is in, sucker. Can't touch this. Actually, school is out if you're at the University of Alabama Law School. Can't touch this. That's true. Yeah. That's true. You have Professor Professor Joyce Vance. You are a lucky, lucky student. Uh huh. All right. Twenty-seven uh, minutes after the hour. Yeah. Good for Joyce. We were talking about the piece she wrote. It was so powerful. Just about uh, this is what we were saying yesterday, right, Chris? Mm-hmm. Like you, you can condemn one thing at a time without yeah. saying, oh, but also, you know. It, these, you know, our friend Matt Miller, who used to be on the show all the time, is a State Department mm-hmm. spokesman now, and he mentioned this yesterday yeah. about or that um, what we talked about yesterday, that he he hinted that Hamas has refused to release all of the hostage during the pause in the war because they don't want the world to know what they did to the captives. Yeah. He said they have no reason to doubt the reports of Hamas sexual violence. He said um, what, uh, the reason this pause fell apart is they don't want those women to be able to talk about what happened to them during their time in custody. Certainly there's very little that I would put beyond Hamas when it comes to treatment of civilians, particularly its treatment of women. And as we were saying, you can't call it disinformation when they videotaped it themselves. Exactly. And it's just too horrific to even, you know, just to even talk about it is just the, you know obviously gang rapes and beheadings during gang rapes mm-hmm. and many of their legs and pelvises were broken so they obviously couldn't move during the gang rapes mm-hmm. some of them had the semen of eight to ten men inside of them uh, you know just horrible stories of torture and humiliation as i was saying what an israeli teenager at a concert has what to do with netanyahu's policies nothing. absolutely you know, nothing right. those, are, any those kind are the of peaceful Israel's, people yeah and so it's Israel. just yeah, I mean, and you can, of course, say that, that it is horrific, the bombing and the suffering the Palestinian people are going through. But it just, you said it yesterday, Chris, that just, man, the U.N. was just really late. I mean, are you kidding me? You know, and I was saying, in incumbent is that somehow they had a comment, like they aren't innocent civilians because you don't like some of Israel's policies. And it's it just. Uh, yeah, uh, every, most people on either side are just everyday people trying to live their lives yeah. and their lives are getting disrupted by. Yeah. And as I was saying, it just, stop it. Here in America, what is, as Joyce said, the shooting of Palestinian students in Vermont, just despicable. They have nothing to do with Hamas. And it, it, as, you know, a falafel owner has nothing to do with Israel's policies. It's just, ay, ay, ay. All right. Uh, We have, we we still have a lot of show. We have Malcolm Nance. He's in the green room right now. There's a lot of stuff going on with Ukraine funding. We have stuff, call ourselves Rocky, all coming up on the Stephanie Miller Show. Several weeks ago, President Zelensky came and addressed the entire Senate in person in the old Senate chamber. And following that address, uh, Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell and much of his leadership declared that they are united with Democrats in their strong support for Ukraine. In fact, Senator McConnell said no one is a stronger supporter of Ukraine's fight for freedom than I am. Uh, Senator Schumer yesterday warned his Republican colleagues to think carefully about their upcoming votes uh, regarding aid to Ukraine and declared Ronald Reagan would be rolling in his grave at the idea that his own party would enable Putin to roll through Europe. What did I say yesterday, Chris? Will it be uh, too on the nose when uh, Putin uh, invades Poland? Was that what we'll need to wait for? Yeah, yeah. too subtle, into, too subtle. Into the Zudetenland? Yes, yes, thank you very much. Uh-huh. You know, someone who might know something about this. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hello, I'm in my big boy pants. Hello, good morning, Malcolm Nance. <laughs> good morning. You know, I swear to God, some weeks I feel like I'm just in a, a episodal loop of uh, Idiot of the Week uh -huh. by Frangela. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. God, it's here. Yeah. I just can't get out of it. It's it's Groundhog Day for stupid this week. But yeah. what are your questions? Well, hello. <laughs> hello. Uh, well, I mean, obviously, as someone at, uh, no offense, 11 billion years old, that picked up a rifle and went over <laughs> and stood with Ukraine. I mean, this has just got to be making you crazy. That, I, And by the way, to, to Schumer's point about, oh, this would make Reagan roll over in his grave, you know, this, this sucking up yeah. to Putin and, you know, basically fulfilling Putin's marching orders, but also, you know, this is over the border security. Reagan gave amnesty, as they like to call it, to millions mm -hmm. of undocumented immigrants. Um, uh, Schumer said, if Republicans are unable to produce a bipartisan, broadly bipartisan immigration proposal, they should not block aid to Ukraine in response. They should not be resorting to hostage taking, as the senator from Texas seems to be admitting. I mean, I... What is happening here? What is happening with Republicans who even used to say we have got to help Ukraine? Yeah, it's not even a question of happening. What has happened to Republicans? And as we all know, uh, we saw in 2016, Donald Trump was beholden to Vladimir Putin. Uh, 2017 came out strong and forcefully as almost an ally of, of, of the Russian dictator and an enemy of American democracy, enemy of American uh, you know, um, defense of Europe uh, actually stated to the prime minister of Sweden he wanted the United States to withdraw from NATO. These are not idle threats. But so long as Donald Trump is their carnival barker and their chief cult leader, uh, the Republican Party is going to do and say whatever he wants. They are in the last legs of being not even last legs. They are not any longer the National Security Party of Ronald Reagan. And, they are you know, the friends of the enemies of America. Mm -hmm. That's what it's they become. Are. And by aiding Vladimir Putin, they are directly aiding China. Yeah. People, they claim that they're number one rivals. They are supporting terrorist nations like Iran. And of course, all of this allows terrorist activities like Hamas to thrive. So the Republicans themselves, with all of these ridiculous trappings of they are the patriots and they love the American flag, yeah, if it were to look like a Confederate flag or a Nazi flag, we'd see more of those flying. Yeah. But Donald Trump is the reason that the Republican Party is aligned with Moscow. No other reason. You know, I hope uh, Jason Whitley is right, who you retweeted. Uh, the U.S. will come through for Ukraine. We will not fail. Read Churchill's history of the Second World War. Many similarities in many ways to America, Russian behavior, and also France and the and the Low Countries. In any event, the U.S. will come through for Ukraine, in my opinion. Um, man, I hope so. I mean, you know, it's, when I'm making a joke about Putin invading Poland, uh, sort of a joke. <laughs> yeah, sort well, of not. We have to stipulate some things. Number one. Russia really doesn't have any capacity to do anything outside of atomic bombs. They, they're barely holding on in Ukraine. They are throwing masses of essentially what we call meat attacks at the Ukrainian army. Uh, as a matter of fact, I just saw an estimate that there are over 100,000 Russian prisoners 
were used in Ukraine over the last year. They have just literally emptied all of their prisons, put them into uniform, and they let them go out and be slaughtered. I saw an imagery of a video, actually, from a Russian telegram channel of a HIMARS attack that hit a convoy of Russian soldiers. Just in that one segment of video, there were 50 dead soldiers. These people are getting slaughtered, but so long as Vladimir Putin sends them to their death, they're happy to go to their death. Yeah, aye, aye, aye. Um, by the way, uh, you retweeted Aaron Rupar, who said Hannity asked Trump for a second time if he plans to abuse power. Trump admits he plans to do some dictatorial things on day one of his second term. And I was saying they always fall back on this. Oh, he was joking. Oh, blah, blah. You know, the people that know him best say he is not joking. Right. But, you know, every person that is turned on Donald Trump, every person that has called out his criminality, every person that's identified what he truly wants, every one of them was a Republican. And all they did was said what we had thought that Donald Trump was doing all along. Every person that's testified against him is a Republican. But look at the psychopaths out there. Cash Patel. Cash Patel is a loser intern, yeah. okay, who worked for Mike Flynn and then worked his way up to where he's calling himself the designate of the, of the director of the CIA, yes. which is interesting because that's not the actual highest intelligence job in America, but that he's going to use the CIA against American citizens. Well, the CIA has no mandate in the United States. They can't do anything. They have even very limited training ranges that they can operate on. And this guy is now saying he's going to promise to turn the CIA into a weapon against American democracy himself. This is what Donald Trump surrounds himself with. And you all have better take it seriously. Yeah. All right. I know there's a lot of whining amongst the kids these days over Palestine and Gaza, but you're going to learn something new, something yeah. unique in American history if you don't pay attention to what's actually happening. We just, you know, talked to Joyce Vance, who wrote a great piece about, uh, you know, with other women, you know, powerful women just talking, standing up for Israeli women who were sexually oh. brutalized. Um, you retweeted David Frum, who said since October 7th, much anti-Semitic sickness has displayed itself on streets and campuses in North America. Social media has made this sickness instantly visible to mass viewership. That's important work. There is a risk, however, that we only see the ugly. Um, you know, I think it's so important, you know, because Dean Obadala, who is Palestinian and, uh, you know, obviously we just had Joyce Vance on, also speaking out ap over time and time again against, you know, Joyce talking about the Palestinian students who were shot. You know, Dean Obadala is condemning violence toward Jews and Jewish businesses here in America. I mean, it's so ridiculous, Malcolm, and it has nothing to do, it's not, it is not going to help free Palestine. You know, this attacking people here who have nothing to do with the policies of Netanyahu or Hamas. Right. Well, I got to tell you, the thing that bothers me the most is that, and I, I get into it on Twitter, I get into it on spaces and places like that. People who just pretend like October 7th never happened. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how many people were slaughtered. Or it doesn't matter how many women were raped. doesn't matter how many babies were killed. It doesn't matter because Israel's dropping bombs in Palestine. Every death that is happening right now, I'm saying this to you as an intelligence professional, I have spent my entire life protecting American citizens, working in the defense of the Muslim world against groups like, groups like Al-Qaeda and ISIS who slaughtered Muslims by the thousand. All right. There was a precipitating event here. And Hamas is responsible for every death that has occurred. But to pretend like Jewish women's rapes are no 
are don't matter at all is disgusting. Yeah. And I'm sorry. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna reach out to the little activist crowd out there. You're very small, but with very big mouths. You're all Jew haters. I'm gonna say it. There's not even anti-Semitism because anti-Semitism hides that phrase behind it. When you say I'm against Zionism, Zionism is just the state of Israel, which is 20% Palestinian Arab, 3% Ethiopian Falasha Muslim, uh, Falasha Jews, Christian uh, Christians and Druze who live there also, and Jews. When you talk about the elimination of the Zionist state, that's you're talking about genociding them. And you think that you can say that out in public now with happiness and that your friends are going to back you up. It is always shown. If you look at the statistic polls in the United States, Americans overwhelmingly back Israel because of the 7th October attack. Is Netanyahu a a great president? No, he shouldn't even be in office. Yeah, He should be out. Should there be a two-state solution? Absolutely. We really need to work towards that. Yeah. But what you can't do is tacitly, passively support terrorism. Yeah, Hamas is the enemy. Like it didn't happen. And worse, come to the United States, to my city, Philadelphia, and attack a falafel deli. Yeah, a falafel deli, which has, by the way, yeah, Hamas is is the awful. enemy of Israelis and Palestinians and any decent people in the world. That that's, I you know, like we we keep saying. It, it, Oh, I know. No. This just feels like this horrible circular. We were talking about the you know, dirty little secret as all these other Arab countries privately mm-hmm. are urging Israel on. They all hate Hamas, too, and see them as the enemy. Right. And then pu- publicly, they're like, oh, ceasefire. Israel's awful. You know, I said that on this show four days after the attacks when I was in Dubai. Yeah. That these people here really want the Israelis to finish the job. What they don't want is they believe that this uh, Muslim Brotherhood philosophy the Hamas uh, religious resistance will infect their nations. They yeah. were the biggest cheerleaders for wiping out Al-Qaeda and ISIS. So there's a lot of hypocrisy going on around there. But you know what you can't do? You, if, if you are upset about the Palestinian people, as I am upset about the Palestinian children who are dying, you cannot embody that against other Americans just because of their faith. You can't. Yeah. I defend people against Islamophobia, lived in the Middle East my whole life, you cannot go around and say, yeah, but the Jews. Because you know what? It's going to have an impact eventually on your life and your career. No, I keep saying it. The GOP and Trump, they're the party of anti-Semitism and Islamophobia. So whoever you hate, they're your party. Trump would have let them do anything they want shy of nuking them. Yeah, yeah. Um. Malcolm, let's talk about it. So Senator Tommy Tuberville announced he is finally lifting his one-man blockade on more than more, uh, 400 military promotions. Well, obviously, uh, yeah, this is the reporting. This came in the midst of a threat by fellow senators to effectively change the rules and get around him. He knew he'd been outnumbered. He knew that he would not persist for long one way or the other. Uh, it, but the fact is, he is hurt. he's hurt the military. He has done damage, and he is a coward. Yeah, dramatically hurt the military, dramatically hurt the military. There were hundreds and hundreds of officers who could not plan their lives, couldn't plan their children's education, didn't know whether they'd be on this side of the world or the other side of the world. And all of those jobs were left open over, what, 700 of them all told. And Tumberville is saying, well, I didn't get what I want, but they didn't get what they want. 
that man needs to be kicked out of office. He's yes. the stupidest man in the job. I don't know. You know, back then, he's like a Mel Brooks senator, right? From like Blazing Saddle. Yeah. Yes. You know? Yeah. He's like Harvey Corman. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, Harvey Corman. Oh my God. Yes. They might catch us in our phony baloney job. Yeah. You know, somebody hand them the ping pong paddle. Yeah. So, we are really moving to where idiocracy has moved out of the House and deeply into the Senate. Yeah. And Tommy Tuberfield hurt the defense of the United States at a time where we're meeting global challenges left and right. All right, let's talk about the House real quick, though, before you go. Because So explain to me, as an intelligence professional, Mike Johnson uh, and the Republican Party, of course, claimed that uh, January 6th was, help me out here, Chris, FBI agents, right. Black Lives Matter, right. Antifa. Antifa, right. Yeah. right. But he has to blur the faces uh, in the, the January 6th footage so that the Department of Justice... Well, doesn't bring retaliate. Well, yes. retaliate. Yeah. Right. So what? <laughs> Wait, is he talking about the Department of Justice that have had these videos for like two years? Yes. 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 The very same one. The very same. Thousand people that have already gotten eight hundred convictions. Oh my God, boy! It's a good thing he's on the job, huh? <laughs> but you know, I hope he continues legislating like this. Yeah. Because if he's that stupid, let's just, you know, what's what do they say? Don't get in the way of someone destroying themselves. Yeah. There Don't you get go. in the way of someone being an idiot, uh, you know, an idiot. There you go. All right. I miss you already, Sailor. I'll see you dockside next week. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. 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 And that's the way the news goes. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. Fifty-five minutes after the hour, Tanya in Ohio. Hi, Tanya. Hi, Stephanie. Hi. Um, you know what? Uh, Trump is just a face of America. The America, what we got to be worried about? Those texts. He don't. He don't type those. Those what? He doesn't. He doesn't type the texts. Oh, his truths. They're grammatically correct. Uh, there's. Um, we have to be worried about the Steve Millers, the Steve Bannons. Yeah. Um, uh, what we got to be worried about is the people behind oh, yeah. him. You can see them just salivating yeah, at this return to, to absolute power, to dictatorship. But, but uh, and, uh, and and then what's uh, what's what's the name? The House Speaker name? He's in on it too. Yeah. Yeah. Speaker God And then you. you know what? Was Nick Nikki Haley? Mm-hmm. All they got to say is the word Nimrata. When yeah. they say the word their mother, they're never going to hire her right. yeah. as yeah. president. Did you see where, uh, what is his name? Edward Raphael Cruz uh-huh. has a bill so people can't, can't use uh, change their names. nicknames or pronouns uh-huh. or yep. <laughs> whatever. It says yeah. Ted. Oh is, that t- oh, is that what he'd like us to call him, is Ted? Yes. Oh, well, I certainly will respect that then. She said we need to uh, look out for uh, Steve Miller and his big old jet airliner. Yes. <laughs> she went Stephen Miller. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Michelangelo in Denver. Hello. Hello, Mike. Hi, guys. Hi. Uh, calling up here because I, I, I've lost my thread here, but in, in general terms, what, I, uh, what I, I'm going to say is I, I just can't look at co- corporate media anymore uh, and, and whatnot. I'm so, I'm so disillusioned with MSNBC and the CNNs and people out there that are supposed to be going to bat for us. Uh, uh, generally speaking, uh, Liz, uh, Liz Cheney here. Yeah, thank you very much and all that. But she, I don't trust her. 
Yeah. And uh, that we can't even say George Bush or Dick Cheney war criminals, you know, yeah. and MSNBC yeah, wouldn't I, even bring that you know, up yet. Michelangelo, I love yeah. Nicole Wallace. I really do. I love her show. I watch every day. Yeah. I, I was struck yesterday. I mean, look, everybody has a past, but I thought, wow, she was the spokesperson for the Bush Cheney lies <laughs> about his, about Iraq. Exactly. But you know what? Exactly. what? What can you say? She's come to the light. She hosts a fantastic show. She's one of the strongest voices out there. Mm-hmm. You know what, Jody? I feel like I'll take any ally I can get yeah. right now in this. This is the fight of our light. I mean, Liz Cheney said it. This is the cause of our time yeah i mean it really is this is you know you're gonna remember where you were yep. when all this went down uh in america so and there's some great voices on uh, msnbc which a lot, obviously a lot of which are on this show so uh 58 minutes after the hour coffee with carlos el's rocky next It's the Stephanie Miller Show. This is my fight song. Take back my life song. Prove I'm all right song. And I don't really care if nobody else believes. Because I've still got a lot of fight left in me. It's because if he doesn't, he probably goes to prison. So that's priority one, wrecking the legal system of the United States. Richard Nixon lost the presidency because he was accused because evidence emerged that he had tried to use the power of the United States to stop a criminal investigation. Well, but Nixon had done that secretly. We only knew about it because of the smoking gun tape. Donald Trump is doing, going to do it in public. That's what he does when he goes to the office. And his, he's anticipating that there will be protest. And so his second plan is to call, send the military a bunch of illegal orders to use the, its force to suppress dissent in American cities, which um, is not something the military is designed to do, not something the military will want to do. So he'll confront the military almost immediately with the question, do we obey the orders of the president or are these orders illegal? Yeah. All the orders they refused uh, the last time. He'll find people that will do it. Uh, yeah. Let's let's be terrified some more by uh, David Fromm before we go to war. Oh. Let's set set our friend up. <laughs> one of the very first things. I mean, we're talking about day one or two. Um, he's either going to try to fire much of the Justice Department, or he's going to try to pardon himself because you can. You don't have to wait for a conviction to be pardoned. You can par- pardon somebody in the middle of a proceeding. Gerald Ford pardoned Nixon before he'd be, even been charged with anything. So Donald Trump will be thinking about charging himself, uh, pardoning himself. Now think about what that means. If a president can pardon himself for a crime, that means the president can walk into the bedroom of the, of the White House, of a federal crime, walk into the bedroom of the White House, shoot the first lady dead, and pardon himself, or even write the pardon in advance, then shoot the lady de- first lady dead. Melania's like, but, wait a minute, but. Why am I doing that accent? Be best if that did not happen. I wonder what hole I'll be buried on, which golf course. You sound more like Zsa Zsa Gabor. Oh, yeah. A little. Sorry. Yeah. New York is where I'd rather be. Yeah. But that was true. When New York was where she would rather be. Hmm. Still is. She gets allergic smelling the hay atoms. Uh-huh. That's a Washington hotel. That was kind of a funny joke, and I just wrote that off the top of my head. That was not that bad. I'll give you right? some props for it. Thanks very much. Yeah. Thank you. That's good coffee. <laughs> I take it back, like my man. Coffee with Carlos Rocky. I have a Zimbabwe latte. I'll have a Kenya cappuccino. She never has a second cup of coffee at home. Mountain-grown coffee. Carlos Rocky. I was going to make espresso. And baked by Juan Valdez. Coffee with Carlos. Good to the last drop. Hola, Carlos. Yes. Hola, just because I don't want to get into trouble. It's just like, just Melania going, it's okay, I'm already dead inside. <laughs> <laughs> just please don't shoot my money. Also, excuse me. 
as Ivanka, Ivana, Ivana would say, but I'm just saying accident. Or Jody, was it murder? Murder? Hmm. Uh, I don't guess Trump wives get awfully clumsy around the stairs. I don't know, Carlos. She slipped. It was a banana peel. Very tragic. Excuse a, a me. McDonald's pickle fell out of a Big Mac right on the steps. <laughs> But, you know, I, Carlos, we've been talking about this all morning. This is David from, you know, obviously the whole Atlantic piece is, de- the whole Atlantic issue is dedicated to this, to just the terror, the ter- terrorizing vision of a second Trump term and his, you know, dictatorship. But it, this is not hyperbole. I mean, he's yeah. absolutely right. That means a president commit can commit any crime at any time and never be held accountable for anything. It, it, just remember the three impeachment trials or however many there were, when McConnell just said, leave it to the courts. And when we leave it to yeah. the courts, this guy turns around and says, we're weaponizing the courts. No, your own party was afraid of you. Remember the day he hired National Guard to fire tear gas so he could walk to a church and hold a Bible upside down. Yes. Just to, he's out of his mind. And, yeah. and again, this goes out he, to everybody that's going to vote this time yeah. around. Alyssa this Farrah. guy is insane. Yeah. What more evidence do you need to not vote for the best yeah. chance to get rid of this person. I Alyssa, don't know what more what, what yeah. more Alyssa evidence Alyssa Farah Griffin who was, you know, worked in the Trump administration. Mm-hmm. Um, she mentioned some of the rage he has shown behind closed door, doors how it endangers the US. She said uh, in the first term, his worst acid instincts were stopped due to two major things. He had no idea how the federal government worked. And second, he had to get reelected. He said those things are not the case in a second election. He knows how to weaponize the federal government. He's planning to fire civil servants with expertise, nonpartisan people, and staff the government with loyalists. And then she talks about the time I was in the old office uh, meeting with a dozen other staffers, and somebody had, he thought, leaked a story about him going to the bunker during the George Floyd protests. And he said that that person uh, who did should be executed. He has used that terminology with General Mark Milley. I cannot set it off enough alarm bells about how dangerous he is and that he must be stopped at all costs. Um, This is what, uh, David Frum, one more, just positing. David Frum. It means the vice president can walk into the Oval Office, shoot the president dead, pardon himself now that he's president, and maybe there's an impeachment, but none of them would face criminal liability. None of that can be true. That's obviously crazy, but that's the logic of self-pardon. You can, the president can literally commit murder in the White House. Um, now, people will be in the streets. Congress will be in an uproar. Nothing will get done. The military will be confronted with illegal orders. Nothing will get done. He, Carlos said mike pence should be hung <laughs> you right like I, this yep. and if he had been this is one of the, the you know the the cowardly you know artifice that he always stands behind is oh i can't you know control what people do just because i said blah 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 like he won't take responsibility if, no. if someone does get killed he'll say oh i was joking or oh you you know that person was you know mentally ill and you know blah 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 like an arsonist saying, I can't control how fast the flames burn in the building. All I did was pour the gasoline and let it. Right. It's not my fault that the winds came along and took out an entire Right. I mean, if okay. someone does, God forbid, do something to General Milley, he will go, oh, it wasn't what I said. <laughs> right? I mean, this is... This guy's always washed his hands free. Yeah. <laughs> it's, my kid's a sociopath. It wasn't my fault I never touched them or loved them. They had lots of people to hug them. Not me. <laughs> All right, one more, David, from uh, about foreign adversaries. And America's foreign adversaries right now are confronting a Venezuelan army mobilizing to invade another 
Western Hemisphere country. We have a war in Ukraine that Congress is blockading the funds for. The Republicans in the House are blockading the funds for. We have crisis in the Middle East, not only Israel, but maybe Iran. All of these enemies of the United States gathering. And in the United States, we will be paralyzed because there will be people in the streets. The president will be claiming that he's immune from the law. The military will be sifting every order to the general counsel to say, can we do this one or is this one illegal? We will have a breakdown in the authority structure of the United States. Oh, dear Jesus. Okay. And just the finale. uh, Meanwhile, if the Democrats do have one of the houses of Congress, we'll have an instant impeachment crisis. So what we're looking at here, I wrote an article in 2017 predicting the first Trump term would put us on the path to autocracy. This time I'm predicting a, a second Trump term takes us on the path to chaos, breakdown of authority, weakening of the presidency, and predation by America's foreign enemies. I mean, yeah. Carlos, not everybody from people that worked with him in the first administration to Liz Cheney to, you know, is warning us this is a five alarm fire. And, yep. you know, and, this is why you speak out, you know, and God bless you so vehemently all the time about these third party candidates. You know, yeah, as Rob Reiner just it, told us last week, you know, head to head, Biden beats Trump handily. Third party yes. candidates, bunch of wild cards. Don't you know, we can't afford you know, because we just don't know. Liz Cheney's talking about a third party run now, you know, when people are like, oh, good, she'll take votes from Trump. No, she also could take moderate Democrats from Biden. We can't afford to lose anybody, can we? Dump all of your chips into the person who has the best chance to defeat evil. That's it. Right. I get I get that you're standing on principles, but those principles are a toehold on a mountain climb that you can't reach. You're going to pull us all to our death. I get it. You're standing on principles, but principles don't It's a new analogy for mountain climbing that's not on water. The last ones don't stand up in the lifeboat. I I like any Any analogy that I can try to get through to these, quote unquote, It's true. We're mountain climbing and we're all tied together. It's a religion. (laughs) It's going to take us all down the mountain. Right. It has the fervor of a cult and a religion to say that my principles will not allow me to do... Well, then if your principles do not align with pragmatism, that's not being an adult. I get it. You want a better world. But we live in a world where half the country, and believe me, I speak outside my bubble, half the country thinks that that Biden is more left than Cornell West. So you're not going to convince okay, half God. the country that your candidate can win. You don't have the numbers. You don't have the experience in legislation. You have your principles, but voting for Nader got us Citizens United. Yep. Voting for Stein got us Trump and Christian nationalism. Those are the, the, That's reality. Yeah, you said it, you there's tweeted no it. greater whiter privilege in the world that that, Thank that you. to pretend that your votes don't have consequences. Thank they you. do. Thank you. You have you, to vote you, for the best chance to defeat somebody that is worse than you say Biden is, and yep. that's Trump by you said, far. You said to if say they're equal is a false equivalence. It's disingenuous. And it's wrong. You said if third-party voters really thought their candidate could win, they'd spend their energy online showing us how they would have the numbers, the ability to get legislation passed Congress, and change GOP behavior. They can't. It's why attacking Biden is their only play. That's it. And that helps no one but Trump. I mean, I just, to your point, our friends are good liars. Because <laughs> you were saying half the country thinks Joe Biden's, you know, more liberal than Cornell West or whatever. Don't pay attention. Yeah, they do. Yeah, but this, and these people live here. <laughs> Okay, so what does it say there? Trump, no more bull****. But what does it actu- actually say there? Well, you just have to use a blue Sharpie. <laughs> okay, uh, but it, it means bull****. Yes. But it says... Soul Soul she, she misspelled bull with an S-U-L-L. Yes, she's misspelled oh. bull. It's uh, uh, S-U-L-L. That's why she needed the Sharpie. 
Oh. It was a fully printed oh. sign. Oh, when honey. you can call, but you can't spell it. Yeah. Oh, honey. Yeah. Okay. And then there's this They're guy. Okay. Who is Mike Lindell? Who is? Is John John still alive? We're going to find out the truth. So you think, you think that Mike Lindell is John F. Kennedy Jr.? Yes, I do. We're you, find you, out. You, have a, you have a picture to prove it there? Cool. So this is a picture of Mike Lindell and John F. Kennedy Jr. And so what's, what's the evidence here? Well, the evidence is we're going to find out that people had to play certain roles to get the truth out to people. So why would John F. Kennedy Jr. fake his own death and then assume the identity of a pillow salesman? <laughs> well, you have to ask yourself, what was he running for? He was running for a seat in New York. Who won that seat? Was it Hillary Clinton? So, so, so John F. Kennedy Jr. is actually Mike Lindell. We'll find out. Also, mm -hmm. John F. Kennedy didn't run for seat, but okay. Um, okay, in this world, Carlos, uh, that guy Robert, sounds like he's going to vote for Med for All. By, by the way, yeah. On this subject, Carlos, uh, Robert uh, Bobby Kennedy Jr. Yeah, yeah, go uh, ahead. I Jesse know, Waters I said, asked him on Fox News, you weren't ever my... on Jeffrey Epstein's jet, were you? And he said, I was on Jeffrey Epstein's jet two times. What? Uh -huh. <laughs> and his wife at the time had a, some kind of relationship with Ghislaine Maxwell. Um, okay, so I don't know whether this helps or hurts him with the Trump base. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, and Fox News, I guess, is still having him on, assuming that he will take votes from Biden as well. So that's, Absolutely I guess, helpful. they're having him on because of that. Right. And absolutely that's why he won't attack Doug. He's a gutless coward, another coward. He knows that Trump is evil and is afraid to attack him. I would not, if, I wouldn't let him be my babysitter. I would just go, no, obviously this guy has no guts. He has no principles. He's afraid to attack what's clearly evil. He has yeah. no guts at all. He's, yeah. I'd be like Clint Howard in Parenthood. No, he has no business. No business. See, that's how you know that you know the right wing still thinks he will pull, pull some votes from Biden because yes. Fox wasn't talking. It's not still be. They would destroy him over that he was on Epstein's jet and admitting it on Fox News if they thought you know he was gonna he was gonna hurt uh, Trump more. Uh, the first thing, and I've always said this since day one, the first thing they would go after, and wrongly so, is his voice. Yeah. You could see Sean Hannity go, there's got to be something wrong. I mean, listen to this guy. Oh, God, he's sick. Yeah. He's sick and he could die any day. They would be ruthless with him. Yeah. They would be ruthless yeah. with Cornell West. They would be ruthless. They, oh, Biden's poll numbers. You know why Biden's poll numbers aren't fantastic? Six years of being attacked constantly by the right-wing media, right-wing radio, Trump. You think Stein or Cornell West would last half a day with them? Yeah, half, half a, a day they'd be gone. Yep. Give All me right. a break. No. This is wild. I never heard anything like this in my life. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. Stephanie Miller. Dancing merrily in the new old-fashioned way. Take that, Mariah Carey. Yeah. Yeah. Went what? to number one for the first time. Ever. Hooray. Hooray. 60 years After way, it premiered. Yep. During the commercial breaks, you wonder what it's like in here, uh, Carlos. This is just a, it's a crazy cat dad, weird cat dad meets crazy dog mom over here. Uh-huh. 
I was like, huggity buggity bug, bitey bitey boy. And then he was talking to his cat on his Simply Safe uh, thing going, who's going to get big news? Look. That's it. That's oh, the entire. We've got it all. Oh, and so nobody talks to a guinea pig hairball. is what you're saying. Pardon right, me? Exactly. Nobody talks to anybody. So not, yeah. Neither of any one no, we of talk to our pets. to a guinea pig. So I've, I've got, we've got dogs, cats, and a guinea pig. So uh-huh. Snuggles. Snuggles the is your guinea, guinea pig? pig with red eyes. Aww. Snuggle? Aww. His name is Snuggles? Snuggles. Her name is Snuggles, and she lives by herself, and she's fine with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love you were a little Eleanor letter Rigby. to Gren Greenwald, like a letter to Santa for okay. the holidays. Aww. You tweeted, Dear Gren Glen, Glen, uh, Glenn Greenwald, there you go. the reason uh, DOJ went after Biden is because McConnell said leave it to the courts because the GOP and you lack the courage to go after Trump. It ruins your niche reporting and continues the false narrative that Biden and Trump are the same false um, yes. You heard the yeah. bombshell this week that Hunter Biden apparently paid his father back for a car loan. Uh-oh. What is he, a student athlete? What is this, an NCAA violation? <laughs> it's, it's uh, they are just pathetic. Paul, He's a regular Reggie Bush. <laughs> Paul in Seattle, you're on with Carlos. Hello, Paul. You know, I'm wondering, how, how did the MAGAs get away with you know, saying that the Biden crime family is all in cahoots and corruption with China. China. When, with China. When uh, didn't Trump just say a couple of weeks ago uh, that uh, he's friends with President Xi, close friends, who's, who's a guy who, who looks like he's made of granite, by the way, and he, <laughs> he runs 1.4 billion people with an iron hand. They're very, very remarkable. It, now, you know what? I don't hope you don't mind me working a little blue, but yes. if the MAGAs are that stupid, then I'm for blurring out the faces with a baseball bat. Oh, oh, no. oh no. No, no, no. You remain in the penalty box for the rest of time. Yes, Carlos? He just means blurring it with a baseball bat going sideways in front of their face. Right. Okay, like, that's it. Right. Yes. Like a stop sign, like a, you know, right. no GMOs kind of thing. Yes. Okay. All right. I uh, Mike Pence could testify against Trump in Fulton County's, uh, uh, what do you call it, in the Georgia racketeering case. Prosecutors in the Georgia election case have officially listed Pence as one of the witnesses who could be called to testify at trial. I, I let's hope he will, uh, you know, tell the truth. I, I don't, I, I don't know what else to say about all this, like this reporting, right? He called Trump his friend, yeah. the friend that was currently saying he wanted, he was, you know, they were right, the people that wanted to hang him. Oh yeah, they're they're all afraid of him. And meanwhile, when you were describing all these things that are going on with Trump and. David Frum's article about the military yeah. doing this and the country being in chaos. Cut to Putin out of sandals in Jamaica going, more jerk chicken, please. <laughs> <laughs> Coffee with Carlos, Stephanie Miller Show. The center of gravity is the civilian population. And if you drive them into the arms of the enemy, you replace a tactical victory with a strategic defeat. So I have repeatedly made clear to Israel's leaders that protecting Palestinian civilians in Gaza is both a moral responsibility and a strategic imperative. I quoted that yesterday on the show. 
Thank you, Christopher. That was Defense Secretary uh, Lloyd Austin. Oh, we have a little bit of breaking news. Uh, Kevin McCarthy will leave Congress by the end of the year. Oh. So Eric Swalwell was right. Uh, yeah, he uh, he had been telling colleagues, Kevin McCarthy, that he wanted to get the hell out. Uh-huh. Because yeah. he's a, you know, coward, the, cowardly little treason weasel. Before and, the end of his term. Yeah. Yeah. I, Never I, even approached Oz. <laughs> what a I can't seriously... Do it. I can't <laughs> What a show this party is. I Seriously, they may hand us back the uh, majority before the election if this keeps up. Santos is, Santos gone. is gone. He's McCarthy's leaving. I'm hearing rumors votes. of other, yeah, yeah, of other people. That is going to be hilarious if there is a Speaker Jeffries before the election. <laughs> oh, my God. Please get rid of that psycho Mike Johnson. Yikes. Yeah. Lunch money victim. Gone yeah. bad. Oh, no, there's already grumbling about him. Which oh, story yeah. was that? I don't even know what they're grumbling with, at him about now, but it's just, oh, my yeah. God. Is it the far right or the moderates yeah. that are no, grumbling? No, it's, it's, it's the Tea party Tea Party-ish bloke. people. It's okay. quite a ways into my Oh, stack. dear. Oh, right. oh, hold, please. Okay. No, it's in there. Yeah. Talk amongst yourselves. Rutabaga, rutabaga, rutabaga. Right, vote, for anyway. vote for Biden. Vote for Biden. Oh, vote thank for you, Biden. Carlos. Christmas. Thank you. Also, uh, have I mentioned we must stand with Ukraine? Senator Coons. Uh, We are going to move forward, I believe, on President Biden's request for more than $13 billion to help secure our border, $60 billion for Ukraine and their security, which includes tens of billions of dollars of investment in American manufacturing to make the munitions that Ukraine needs, as well as vital humanitarian assistance for dozens of countries around the world and support for Israel. My hope is that following today's briefing, we'll realize we've run out of time to negotiate the perfect package and we need to move forward with this package. I, you know, Carl, I said as a joke yesterday, like what when Putin invades Poland, will that be too on the nose? And then <laughs> yesterday on cue, Chuck Schumer said it. You know, are we yeah. going to wait till, you know, Putin invades Europe? Like, how do people not get this is in our self-interest to stand with uh, other democracies and against terrorist attacks like Russia's yeah, it's, on Ukraine? It's not it's not what they would call the far left would call warmongering. It's an unfortunate reality in the world that there are bad people that do invasions, right. that there are wars that do exist. And unfortunately, they have to be fought. And unfortunately, they require munitions. And yeah. it's just a sad reality. And it's, I know it's all that one story, as I that, say, almost every day. You know, Putin funded and trained Hamas. Like, do you don't think this is on cue that the world is distracted and, you know, now we're, you know, getting iffy about aid for Ukraine and, you know, nobody's looking over there now. I mean, it's anyway. OK, one more. Chris Coons yesterday. President Biden's request would be the single largest one-year investment in border security. It would hire thousands of Border Patrol agents, Customs and Border Protection agents, asylum officers, uh, build new processing and detention facilities, and help fund deportation of those found ineligible for asylum. Unlike the... uh, Is he actually calling them internment camps, what Trump is proposing? Yes. I, I mean, honestly, he's talking again about Muslim bans. You know, there, there's a, this uh, Chris Coons on this real quick. Senator Coons yesterday. Former President Trump, who's running uh, in this upcoming election, is proposing truly extreme measures like renewing the Muslim ban and using the National Guard to forcibly screen and then <laughs> deport people. <laughs> yeah, this is and again, when it comes to Biden versus Trump on the Middle East, 
and, and I know many people, including Israelis, that hate Netanyahu. This is right. the guy that enabled Netanyahu, Trump did, by moving the capital to Jer Jerusalem, by ignoring illegal settlements. So for people on the far left that say Biden is policy yeah, in the Middle Biden East is, is the one saying no violent Israeli settlers can, mm -hmm. can come in, yep. which we should and be Trump saying. Trump completely silent on it. And again, th this permeates the show. This will permeate to the rest of the... It's a binary choice. There's only two choices. There's not some made-up third choice that's going to come out of the woodwork and win. You only have two choices. Somebody that you may not like and don't think is perfect or the devil. So it's pretty <laughs> that's what easy. I keep saying. It's a nice, warm, healthy bowl of oatmeal that's maybe not that healthy or it's a, a bowl of glass shards soaked in uh, cyanide. Hey, Goldilocks, shut up and get in the uncomfy chair, all right? <laughs> Sit out in the uncomfy chair, Goldilocks. Oh, by the way, Robert De Niro seemed to really trigger yeah, Trump, he did. didn't he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You mother. You oh, mother, what, you. I, hmm? What's she going to do? Come on. Why don't you meet me around the corner, right over there? You and me. Yeah, right around the corner. Just you and me. Come on. Let's go, hot shot. Karen in uh, Oakland. Hi, Karen. You're on with Carlos. Uh, hello. Hi. Hi. Is, uh, this, is this Karen? Uh, or? Yeah. Uh, hmm. hello? hello. Hi. Okay. All right. I think we'll just move lightly on. Tracy in Mesa, Arizona. You're on with Carlos. Hello, Trace. Hey, I got about four weeks worth of uh, Carlos calls to fit into two minutes. Here, okay. So, uh, first of all, uh, last time I talked to you, uh, since then, my Denver Broncos went on a tear, and then they screwed the pooch this last Sunday. Mm -hmm. So I uh, can't talk about that. Um, Bounty gate. And then I had a theremin call that Show I, me where uh, on I the pooch. had for you. Show me where on the pooch the Broncos yeah. touched you. Yeah. <laughs> I had a theremin call that uh, I get, turned over to Hal Sparks, and he ran with it. But uh, anyway. Oh. Uh, my wife and I, do you remember a while back I played a gig in Winter Haven, California, and I talked to you about going through the winter, the, uh, the border guard, the border patrol, and the, the guy that looked like Jim Dangle? And, uh, <laughs> That's awesome. Well, my wife and I went back down there this uh, last weekend to adopt another dog, and uh, there was nothing going on at the border patrol. And it, it, it just, people in the, in the, the North and the Midwest don't understand about the trade that happens between Arizona and Mexico and the border states right. in Mexico. And everybody needs to kind of step back on this, uh, the immigration thing, the border uh, stuff. So that's all I wanted to say. So I, right. like I said, I was trying to fit to, you yes. know, four thank weeks you. worth of calls into two minutes. So there you go. Thank you. All right. Thank he you very it, much. Yeah. It's like got the packing Trump in into golf sports clothes. Sports. What? Yeah. My, my, my father and, uh, his wife lived in El Paso, and my brother went to visit recently, and I said, how was it? Were there a lot of immigrants sleeping on the streets? He goes, no, I really didn't notice that problem of the immigrants coming over and being so yeah. noticeable. So, yeah, it can get overinflated in the media. But obviously, yes, Democrats are the ones that want to participate in comprehensive border reform. The Republicans yeah, do not exactly. want to. Um, would you like to hear some um, horrible news, uh, another horrible idea by Elon Musk? Horrible. Politically, but... It's exciting for me right? because of the limited amount of impressions I do. Uh, Elon Musk is backing Conor McGregor for Irish president. Oh, boy. I thought you'd like that. <laughs> you know what will get done? Nothing. In, not in? Not in. That's what he'll get done. Nothing. Wow. Wow. I guess this is just like the, we're in the era of the celebrity president, right? How many times we have someone the said, twin. The Rock, we need to run The Rock. I'm like, oh. Hey, if that's what it takes to win, uh, he has as much experience as, as Donald Trump. It doesn't have failed businesses and isn't a creep. So, 
He would have lined himself with the right people. Uh, and, my, and my friend Rob, I gave him a cardboard cutout of Conor yes, McGregor. So he would have the Irish president, right. you know, in his house. Okay. Everybody gets <sighs> two cars and a bottle of proper 12. As, you, as Carlos once said, how did the world get so stupid? Well, Get your yeah. t-shirt now at stephaniemiller.com. Okay, John in Illinois, you're on with Carlos. Hello, John. Hello, how are you? Good, go ahead. Good, oh. this is actually my uh, first time calling. Oh. oh, welcome. Hello. Yeah, yeah. first time calling. Uh, Stephanie, actually, uh, I uh, just to let you know, I was actually a, a Republican back in, I'd probably say, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago, and my brother Frank was a union man actually turned me over and to the good side uh actually uh i just wanted to pass that on to you but uh you're doing a fantastic job um thank you for everything that you do thank you um but your brother and you have great taste go ahead (laughs) yes we do actually we're actually the only uh democrats in our family actually so um but that's a whole other story i can tell you there too but uh no the reason why i was calling stuff is um you know, maybe not, not, not as much as I, like getting advice from you, but um, just to tell you a story about my brother Mark. Uh, he, he is uh, my brother Mark was a um, he is a, he's a vet, um, big thumper, big MAGA, which says he's not a big MAGA guy. But I actually got in a huge argument with him yesterday. Um, I threw out, and, and I know you say it time and time again, you can throw out all the facts you want with these these MAGA, you know, far right people, but. It, it, it drives me nuts that you can throw all these facts out, and they still will not, will not, will, they just don't get it. They, they, they just will not agree with you, and they will fight you to the end. And, and, and all they do is just throw out Biden. Well, Biden this, Biden that. Well, I show him facts, and he still thinks that I'm wrong. Well, you know, we played, um, who is it, the Trumper that uh, thinks John F. Kennedy Jr. Uh, is actually Mike Lindell, the pillow guy. Uh-huh. So those people, yeah, I think, John, are gone. <laughs> are lost yeah. to us. Yeah. But there are, there's got to be persuadable, you know, whether it's uh, independence or, or whatever you want to call them. I, I think there are some people that uh, you can reach with facts. And, and the, you know, what is the, what's the saying we always say, right? Give me, God grant me the courage to change the things I can. The, the serenity prayer. Yeah. God, thank you. The serenity to accept the things I cannot change and the wisdom to know the difference. I got a quote right on the first try. We have to get out of Iraq. Okay, just let's not focus on the ones I get wrong. I got that one right. Carlos. You got it right. Mm. Give the chick some credit. For instance. No, he's right. Uh, Conway Conway changed his mind, right? He said he was wrong. You know, uh, any yeah. uh, the uh, and Mitt some Romney, of them are just cowards. What's his name? John Sununu, mm. like who said literally Trump belongs in a mental institution, is completely yeah. crazy. And then, of course, when pressed the other day, like, well, yeah, I would vote for him if he's the because yeah. I'm a Republican. I mean, it, the definition of putting party before country, right? I mean, it, it, it's, well, they don't want to die. They don't want to get killed like Putin's uh, yeah. adversaries. Yeah, I guess. Well, here's some facts. Trump has ma- based much of his campaign on the uh, current state of inflation. Promises pr- prices will be stable if he gets back in power. Not so, argues the Washington Post. Uh, Trump's policies are part of how inflation got as bad as it is. Uh, Catherine Rumpel claims in the Post, she wrote, inflation, the U.S. experience was actually a worldwide phenomenon brought up by, um, we said this a lot, by supply chain issues and global energy shocks. Uh, Joe Biden's Inflation Reduction Act might have some impact on inflation by boosting energy production, uh, but not for years. Trump's ideas are all almost all inflationary, she writes. Trump levied all these dang tariffs in the first place. Further, he's announced plans to ramp up his trade wars with a worldwide 10% tariff. This would not only alienate all our allies, 
it would also create a massive price shock for U.S. consumers. Um, you, might, you might not be happy about how prices look so far in the Biden presidency, she said, but given Trump's instincts and past choices, be assured it could be so much worse. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that's, you know, as we said over and over again, and inflation has come way down. But again, you know, as our caller said, some people, I guess, are just going to be immune to facts and figures. Well, we're fighting on both sides that people that we're on both sides of our fight are people that expect perfection, which doesn't yeah. exist. That this wonderful isolationism where we can produce everything and give everybody health care. Again, the ACA is a toehold on a mountain that we're climbing. It's not the toehold of perfect med for all that you want. Yeah. But that doesn't exist because in your vacuum, well, your candidate you, doesn't have people, we get a lot closer to a GOP Congress that yeah. would block everything that you want. If you elect There's Democrats, compromise. we could get to Medicare for Absolutely. all. We could we get at least get a there. public option. I mean, yes, the things that are wrong with our healthcare system are because they're not progressive enough. They're not, you know, we haven't been able to go far enough, but they're far better than they would be, you know, because you know, I mean, it's just a, a running joke. I'll have a fantastic health care plan in two weeks. We'll be it's rolling gonna have that something out. Better. It's going to be great. You're going to love it. There's going to yeah. be a health care and there's going to be care for health. There's going to be so much caring and health. Yes. Thank you for clearing that up. The left roars back. <laughs> it's the Stephanie Miller Show. Christopher, who said there's no greater whiter privilege in the world than to pretend that your vote does not have consequences? Jane Jetson. No, Carlos is already being quoted around the Twitterverse. It's fantastic. Thank you, Carlos. What did I say? (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't even paying attention. You're not paying attention. What did I say? Peter in Chicago. (laughs) You're on with Carlos. Uh, good morning. Thanks for taking the call. I just wanted to say I love Carlos, and I've used him. Hello, Stephanie and everybody. Um, I've used Carlos's portion of your show to introduce my family to your program. Oh, but what I wanted man. to say to Carlos is I saved a plastic cup from Burger King years and years ago because I thought it was weird that there was a little chihuahua on the side of the cup saying, Yo quiero taco bell. Uh-huh. And it, wow. And re- realized... 20, 30 years later, that's Carlos. That is Carlos. Yes. <laughs> wow. We, and you we said Burger King. Taco if Bell that Chihuahua. was true, that would be scandalous. Yeah, Burger King, yes. It was Taco Bell. <laughs> hey, look at me. I'm yes. sidelining. Here, <laughs> <laughs> laser, laser, laser. That's what we always Here, think king, of when king, we play Liz Cheney sound bites. Uh-huh. Here, laser, laser. Yeah, oh, was, daddy. That was Carlos. I love you, daddy. I don't even know what I said, but people like me, daddy, and I forgot what I said, but it don't matter. They like me. <laughs> Yeah, Liz Cheney working out all her daddy issues yeah, recently. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, Britt Hume at on uh, Fox News said Trump is more likely to lead Republicans to defeat than he is to usher in a dictatorship. Oh. Uh, he said it's all a little overwrought. We had four years of Donald Trump and blustered and bragged and threatened and so forth. And he didn't bring us to the brink of dictatorship. And for all the excitement that was created by his activities after the election, which he tried everything he could to re- try to remain in power in the end, it all it failed. What was labeled an insurrection lasted about three or four hours. He's more likely to drive the Republicans to defeat at the hands of Joe Biden than he is to drive the country toward dis- dictatorship. Um, 
I feel like Fox, if anyone else, would like to lull us into a false sense of security because I think we yeah. all know the difference is he learned the lesson from the first time. Yeah. This is why oh, yeah. he would stock the, you know, his administration with just loyalists that would carry out all these illegal orders. So I, I, do, I don't think it's overwrought. Do you? No, no. Do not rest for a second. Be vigilant. Vote blue, vote blue, vote blue. Whoever the Democratic candidate is, is probably going to be Biden. Vote Biden, vote Biden, vote Biden. Yeah. Yeah. You may not think it's perfect, but it is the best pragmatic strategy in the world. And Prove by the way, you facts. mentioned this, I think, on, during the break, Carlos, that Mike Johnson, Speaker God Warrior, is just as oh. terrifying. Yeah. Like, whether you want to call it a dictatorship or a religious theocracy, uh, his legal work for conservative Christian causes has become well-known since he emerged from the back bench to claim the gavel. But new reporting shows his work as a lawyer linked him to some unsavory clients. Uh, he represented clients often for free, affiliated with some of the most extreme anti-abortion and anti-LGBT groups yeah. in the country, including yep. one who was present for the January 6th insurrection and now leads a militant organization tied to the murder of uh, a Kansas abortion provider. I mean, he is a religious lunatic, period. Yes, the victim of bad parenting. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. The, you have to raise a cult kid like that. That that doesn't happen in the wild. Yeah. It is deliberate. Yeah. It that kind of training and that kind of seduction, that kind of cult behavior is uh, is founded in parenting. I saw some fantastic pictures of Carlos at, I don't know if it's Comic-Con or one of those places, but where he's worshipped like the uh, voice god that he is. Uh, so please, God, yeah. what, how can we follow you and worship you? You know, on the Twitters, on the TikTokers, and on the Instagrams, at my name, at Carlos Alas Rocky. Oh. And, you know, um, we'll Goodbye, be having some rock, dog. paper, scissors news coming soon. Bye. Yeah. Whee! See you tomorrow on The Stephanie Miller Show.